Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This episode of Long Night with Bish Khanna was recorded before a studio audience in Toronto on Friday, January 6th, 2017. Live from the Gladstone Hotel in Toronto, Canada, it's Long Night with Bish Khanna. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Long Night. Thank you very much. Up at hand for Mick. First time ever announcing anything. Thank you. How are you, Mick? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. It's nice to have you here. Thanks for inviting me. Now, and how about a round of applause for the bicycles as well? We haven't seen them in a while. How you doing, bicycles? Good. Nice to see you. Good job. Great song. And Mick, uh, how are your holidays? Uh, they were good. I went home to Winnipeg. To see my dad, my family there. It was nice. It was cold. Are your family members here right now? They're howling like dogs uh, in the front row. No family. No family. Just friends. Did you also not go to Minnesota? I went to Minnesota for Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, I'm from Canada originally, but right. I've been telling people I'm from Minnesota, but now I say I'm Canadian. You've told me you're from Minnesota. This was a lie? <laughs> I mean, like, I grew up in Minnesota, but ever since the election happened, now I'm trying to, like, step away from my American right. self. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. I don't know how to put this delicately, but your country seems pretty stupid. Yeah, it's not good down there. It's not good. Not good. Not good. Did you have, like, controversial conversations with your relatives? Yeah, it was really surprising. Uh, I found out my little brother voted for Trump. Ooh, you're... Yeah. Apparently you didn't beat him up enough. No. (laughs) Really? He voted for Trump? Yeah, I was very surprised. He was a... Bernie bro that went Trump and I thought those were like a myth yeah. and like something people were saying but it happened wow. and it was like really difficult to deal with. Well how did you deal with it? 
uh, I, I like sat him down and be like, you did a terrible, terrible thing. Right, but, but his reaction was... Like, I did what I did. I did what I did. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't... Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that happened to How you. How were your holidays? They were okay. Uh, <laughs> they were okay. They were probably a bit better than yours. They were kind of ups Ooh. and downs. My, I will say that uh, uh, on the 27th of December, my parents celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary. 40th. Congratulations. Yeah. Every year on my parents' wedding anniversary, I call them on the telephone, and they don't answer the phone at all. And then five minutes later, my mom will call me to tell me that she knew I was calling to wish them happy anniversary, but she was on the other line. Who's talking to them all the time? I don't know. I don't know. But she wouldn't take, she doesn't take my call, my own mother. Does this happen whenever you call or just on the anniversary? No, on the anniversary specifically. It's like they don't want to acknowledge that they made me with their dirty parent sex. Ooh. So I feel a little let down. But also my mom got a cell phone. Whoa. For the first time That's over impressive. Christmas. Yeah, she sent me a very sweet message. I'm just going to read it to you guys. You want to hear it from my mom over the phone? Yeah. yeah. You're a good crowd. So she sent me a nice message. It was her first ever text was to me, her son, her eldest boy. And I said, okay, thanks, mom. And then she wrote, hi, Vishal. There are lots of typo errors in the last email. Don't put it in the Facebook. Love, mom. <laughs> I wrote, I will resist. Then she wrote, thanks, love, mom. That's what she writes. That's like beautiful. letters. The thing is, my dad's on Facebook. He has been for a year. And I will sometimes, you know, your parents do silly things, and I'll post them. And then my dad will see them. And he won't say anything on Facebook, but he'll rat me out to my mom. Oh. So then I get in trouble from my mom. But then my, you know, my dad's Facebook account gets hacked all the time. By who? Hackers. And there a lot of hackers after your dad? I don't know what he does. He's been, like, my dad growing up, he would lock every door. We couldn't do anything. Like, in the summer, he would just lock everything. But now he's, like, saying okay to spammers, like, phone, you know, like, he's falling for every trick. Yeah. He let them, he, they, they called, and they were like, your Microsoft computer isn't working. You need to log in and let us in. And he did it. Whoa. My dad. So last year, my dad's Facebook account was hacked, and someone put a bunch of dirty, nude celebrity links Whoa. on the page and my wife alerted me to this she's like I think your dad's Facebook page got hacked I went oh no so I went I looked at it and sure enough it was like see Miley Cyrus nude you know like a bunch of links and that was weird but what was weirder is that my dad's friend Manish Kapoor liked one of the links just one not all just one I thought that was weird so hacking yeah you know, you're talking about the election. Did the hacking, the scandal about the Russia's interference with the election come up in your family uh, discussions? Came up a little bit. People uh, are blaming it. And I was reading some conspiracy theory websites this week. Uh, and I just found this like Wikipedia list of all conspiracy theories, which was really interesting. And my favorite one was blank rigged blank election. It was just that on this list, just Every election, everyone, uh, they always think it's rigged. Oh, every election yeah. they think is rigged. Oh, yeah, just I see. A, like political party rigged this election. Right, right. Or just like a like a placeholder conspiracy theory. Do you, of... do you think that Russia interfered with the election? I don't think so. Do you? Yeah. Why do you think so? Well, because uh, every intelligence agency said it's true. Every single one. They said it today. They, today? They, yeah, they've said it more. I didn't see they, the news today. Anyway, there are lots of conspiracy theories, and that's going to be, I think, a thread that runs through our evening tonight because our guests on the show are Evan and Jordy Gordon of The Magic. 
stand-up comedian Janelle Dennis is going to be here to perform. And filmmaker Mitch Fillion. We have to go to a commercial break right now, but stay where you are. We'll be right back. Next time you're in Guelph, try Planet Bean Freshly Roasted Fair Trade Certified Organic Coffee. Planet Bean has three cafes in Guelph serving all kinds of excellent coffee beverages created by their highly skilled team of baristas. Fresh roasted coffee beans are also available. It's also a wholesale business which supplies cafes, restaurants, gourmet, and specialty grocers, businesses, churches, universities, and schools all around Ontario. Planet Bean Coffee is a division of the Sumac Community Worker Cooperative. They care about amazing things and they make the best coffee in the world. Learn more about them at planetbeancoffee.com. Welcome back to Long Night. Our first guests tonight originally hail from Guelph, Ontario, and have been playing music together for their entire lives. Their band, The Magic, just released a new record called Night Falling, and they're performing tonight at Long Winter. How about a warm welcome for Evan and Jordy Gordon? Wow, that was quite an entrance, guys. We were practicing. <laughs> I've never been on TV before. This yeah, is really it's, exciting. Uh, I know it's a little intimidating, but there's an actual camera here. What? Ooh, that's that right, never right. happens. Where are you from? Fairchild. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. That's great. I, no one spoke to me about the cameras. Anyway, I should be used to it being the host of a real talk show. How are you yeah, guys? Very well, very well. Thank you. Nice Thank you. Here, it's nice to see you. Now, you guys seem like you would have a nice time on New Year's Eve. You seem like guys who would have fun on New Year's Eve. Did you have anything, uh, any fun things that happened on New Year's Eve? Uh, yeah, we were. N I. It was a little sad because we weren't together on New Year's Eve, though. Oh, what happened? Where were you? I can't even imagine that. You guys are inseparable. I went to Niagara Falls with a babe. Oh yeah. <laughs> and left my brother in the dust, and it was amazing. <laughs> Niagara Falls, the best, is the best place. Right to take a ever. to to take a babe. Oh yeah. Yeah, how did you meet this babe? I'd, I'd known her for, for a while. I won't get into that. But, okay, um, sorry. Uh, Didn't mean to pry. No. It's not like you brought up the fact that you went to Niagara Falls she was with a babe. She was a prostitute. She was not a prostitute. <laughs> Come on. Don't say uh, that. But anyway, I, I went to Niagara Falls, had a great time. Fireworks, yeah. like on the tower, Skyline Tower. Yeah, yeah. Is like the Niagara Falls. Yeah, that's uh, a thing. CN Tower. The falls, the mist, uh, the... You know, like a house of mirrors. Are you applying for a job in Niagara Falls right now? I I would live there. I you, would live. You would there. live. There's this. There's an attraction that's an upside down house, um, and I want to work there. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did did you go in? Yeah. Oh yeah. I went in. And everything's upside down. Everything. Huh. And that you the can whole, relate the to that. Whole thing. Yeah. Couldn't you just redesign like your home to be upside down? Is that brain. not possible? Yeah, I guess you just have to bolt all the furniture to yeah, the yeah, ceiling. Yeah. That's all yeah. they did. Well, you're already they thinking. You're already thinking logistically, so I think this is going to happen. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, because sorry, my Jordan. brother here yeah. had a. Uh, I think he also had a nice. Oh, I, uh, I did. Time. In fact, we went to our friend Andrew and Lisa's, who have a new studio up north called Wildlife Sanctuary Sound. Is that true? Yeah, yeah good that's one. right. Now, by the way, when you say up north, you should probably clarify that. It's not like at Santa's workshop. It's what is it? Felt Owen? like it was. I don't know. <laughs> was uh, it Owen Sound or something like that? Yeah, close, yeah, to, Owen sound. close to Owen Sound. So we uh, played some with some organs in the studio, and we went on a toboggan. 
Yeah. Went to a I played swamp. with some organs too. Yeah. <laughs> with with your with your babe. Your New Year's Eve babe. Sorry. Yeah, that's you, it. I always that's it. How was your New Year's Vish? Uh, I was okay. We watched uh, the movie Deadpool with my uh, parents-in-law. Has anyone seen Deadpool? No. It's a little graphic. Is it and about swimming? No, it's not about swimming, and it's not the Dirty Harry movie, the Deadpool. It's a, it's about a it's like a profane comic book hero story. And Did you it, watch it with your kids? Or? No, 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 not my kids. No, I watched it with my my parents-in-law in Edmonton. Uh. So it's a very, it's very graphic. Yeah, yeah, that would, that would be awkward. It was awkward. I found yeah. it awkward. But yeah. yeah, that's... Did you two make New Year's resolutions, though? Because you seem like people who would, at the, end of the, uh, the beginning of the year, rejuvenate, renewal. Do you, do you believe in that I stuff? just keep it going all year, every year. Like the, you know what I mean? I don't... Keep I don't, it 100. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I don't need to make a resolution. You don't think I'm you need to change at all? Like, fuck no. Okay, okay. Yeah, this guy's an inspiration to all of a lot of people, actually. I couldn't do it without you, though, uh, my little I asked friend. my brother what he did this week, and he said he did it all this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't do anything. That's a good answer. He's already, he's already there. Yeah. That's a positive answer. Yeah. It could be next year already, and he would already be ahead of us. You're a futurist of sorts. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah. yeah are you, totally. are you wearing a cape? It's more of a cloak, but yeah, cloak, it's, a, yeah. it's a cape. And that is that that's that speaks to your uh, future living. In the future, there won't be any like buttons or any sort of claps. Just like just capes, capes and, and cloaks. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? I don't know why, but I've seen visions, and that's what everyone looks like. So. Okay, that's fair. You now, don't need to know why. No, I don't need to know everything. You're right. Sorry, I'm a little uncomfortable even asking you these questions. Um, now you guys are. Do you want to know how you die? No. <laughs> okay. I don't. I really don't. You guys are in the magic, as I mentioned earlier. A lot of band uh, origin stories are kind of interesting. Where did you two meet? Well, our moms and our dads were friends. Uh-huh. They knew each other, or th- they knew each other. Maybe they're related. Yeah, my mom and your dad were friends. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then they made us. Now you're the oldest. Of the two of you, right, Evan? Yeah, that's right. Right. That's and so, right. do you remember when you actually first met? I'm genuinely curious. Um, it's, you know how, like, early childhood memories get kind of jumbled up with movies and stuff. But, um, yeah, I can, I can remember, like, uh, I think being at the hospital and, and holding him. But it might have been when I was at the hospital and got my tonsils out. I can't. You were holding your tonsils. Actually, my parents were trying to make our memories for us this <laughs> past Christmas, you know, when they're like, no, that's not when it was. It was, uh, it was later when you were getting your tonsils out. Right, right. Yeah, so we're yeah. not sure. No. We're not sure. But I think probably, like, uh, we're five years apart, uh, so I'd be five. I'd be old enough to right. remember. You, you have a sense memory of yeah. him coming into the world. Yeah. And you obviously, like, we saw from your warm entrance and your, your, your general kind of chemistry right now that you get along really well. Did you ever not get along? Were you ever not close? There was a weird point where we, so we played music when our dad had like a kids band to play at like schools and stuff. And so we played together in that, at like fall fairs, that kind of thing. But then my brother Evan got cool and then I didn't, then I was all like scared that he wouldn't think I was cool. So we didn't play music together. I think he was also like kind of better than music. That's why I was like, (laughs) shit, Evan likes crazy cool music. So so then we didn't play together. 
And then on our dad's 50th birthday party, we, I had just started the Salt Lake Kids, and we invited Shout Evan to Shout out for the Salt Lake Kids, anybody? So Evan joined band. us again, and then since then we've been playing music together. So there was like, there was maybe like five, maybe there was like the seven, lost years, seven years before we play, that we didn't play music together. Yeah, yeah, because I've been, I've been yeah. friends with you guys for a long time, and I remember that there did seem to be a thing time where you, Evan, were doing your own thing, Jordy was doing his own thing, and now you're a unit, inseparable. Uh. That's our pu- that's our public image. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our public. We actually don't really talk off of stage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, one of the uh, themes of the evening, conspiracy theories. I wonder if you guys believe in any particular conspiracy theories. Are there conspiracy theories about the magic that we need to know about? For instance, I heard one. Isn't there another band called the Magic? That's what I heard. That's a tired conspiracy, right? Yeah, and I heard that um, it. It is like a Illuminati. Oh, uh, really? R- like band. The other, the other yeah, magic band. Yeah, and they're brainwashing people with their lyrics. Oh. We were actually, uh, I think, probably six years ago. Even the we were listed as like the band to hit. You know, next year, it was all set to happen. But then there was this secret society, like broken social scene. Those guys, they had their like meeting, and they took us out. Yeah, it was like one day we were getting gigs, and then the next day, nothing. We we would show up at gigs, and they'd be like, "You're not playing. You You're think? not playing this gig." Yeah. And then, and then, like two years later, this other band uh, called Magic, and those songs are a lot like hers. No, I think, I think a lot like it. No, come on, your songs are good. Yeah, but I did notice that you changed your kind of your public uh, domains. The Magic is real. That seemed to be a shift, and I wondered if that was in. Relation. That was actually uh, conspiracy supporters of ours that were trying to prove it by making the domain of the magic is real. Oh, okay. There's okay. like a, you know, there's there's been a few books about this. All right, supporters. and and just to clarify, you believe that broken social scene are conspiring against you guys? Well, there there are many. It's pretty much everybody that that's not us is right. conspiring against us. Right. That was just a one, one, not to single them out. But right. They definitely, yeah. But you've, you're one up on all of them because you know about the cloaks and the, and the future. That's why they want to bring us down. <laughs> That's, that seems, seems it about makes right. sense. It's yeah. all ma- I, I never really thought of it until now. It's all making sense. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad I could help. Well, this might be the last time you'll ever see us. I, we're saying all this stuff in front of people. Yeah, and no, it's dangerous. It is a little dangerous. We I'm should stop. We should stop talking. Feeling a little scared. Your latest album is Night Falling. Congratulations on this. It's amazing. Thank you. Great, great Thank record. you so much. Great record. What's uh, next for you guys? What's next for the magic is real? The magic, the real magic. Well, we've been we've been happy. We've been getting asked to do gigs again, and we've been feeling good about the our onstage stuff. But we don't have any shows beyond today, so oh, okay. we're just waiting to get asked. You had some big shows um, in L.A. and New York recently, right? We uh, did, yes. We opening did. for Islands, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, celebrities yeah, it, and stuff. It was like yeah, a big yeah. deal. So, totally. Yeah. yeah. So you guys that are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to... I haven't... Evan's been writing a lot. He has a new record. He's been making like a million records without me. But I haven't written much. What's that? Uh, so this winter we're gonna try to jam out some new stuff, you know. Okay. Make yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make a new record. Okay. February, March, 
I'm taking over uh, this studio that is in Guelph, where I live, that was a studio where I started called Pipe Street. It was my dad's oh, yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. He got a bunch of meth heads living in there, and they're, like, ruining Wait a minute. it. He, ruining... he went and deliberately got a bunch of meth no, heads? No, he, he's just so nice. He thought that they were nice people, oh. but they're not. So he's, uh, he's getting rid of them with the... Be with the clause that your son, your family member can live in. That's how you can evict people. Oh, right? okay. Um, so I'm going to move in there and restart the studio. We're going to make a record, and that's the plan. That's nice. Like February, March, probably stretch out to April. <laughs> we'll, we'll drop like a, a new record. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I'm so happy right. you're playing tonight at uh, what time? Me too. 11 something? 11, 11 o'clock, right here. Right here on this stage. Yep. Jordy will be standing right where, about where he's sitting. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get to hug, though. Check, check, check. <laughs> For more information about The Magic, go, the, go to their Bandcamp page. Is that probably the safest place? The Magic is real? That's where you can buy the record. There's not much information on there, but that's really the important Is there a better part, place so. for people? No, no, there's no If you go to no the second place. internet, there's yeah. a lot of written about us. <laughs> yes. That's the truth, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just make sure you you really question what you you read about. That's us. and are you guys gonna hang out here? You're gonna hang out for the rest of the show? Like on this, uh, like we move over. Yeah, you gotta like move on, down. Uh, you gotta on, uh, yeah, sure. on the talk shows. I I totally want to do that. <laughs> okay. I'll try not to interrupt. Interrupt. Uh, yeah, don't interrupt necessarily. Okay. You, you interact. I think is interact. Interact. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning. We're going to take a, a short break, and when we when we return, Janelle Dennis will perform some stand-up comedy. I miss that. Yes. Love that. How about another hand for Evan and Jordy Gordon of the Magic, everyone? We'll be right back. For your own pleasure, a well-hidden treasure, Pizza Chocadero. We serve delicious gourmet pizza with daily made dough, homemade sauce, and fresh toppings cut by hand. Ask us for our two-one special. Pizza Chocadero, open weekdays till 9, weekends until 10. Located at 7 Municipal, north of College in Edinburgh. Proud to be an independent family-owned business. Call 519-829-2444 or visit trocadero.ca. All right. We're back. We're back. Just a reminder that tonight's show will soon be appearing as an episode of the Creative Control Podcast, which you can rate, review, and subscribe to on iTunes. Has anyone heard the show? Thank you very much. Uh, It's also available via audioboom.com and cfru.ca. We also have a Patreon page for the show where you can make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going, so please consider doing that. All of this info can be found at vishkana.com, so please, once again, consider listening to and spreading the word about Creative Control. Please? For the love of God. Thank you. Our next guest is a gifted comedian currently based in Toronto, and we're thrilled that she's making her network television debut on Long Night. Please make some noise and welcome Janelle Dennis. You guys doing good? Yeah. 
Gladstone Hotel. Wow, I feel like I've only ever walked by here and it was like, too fancy for me to come inside, but now it's, it's not that fancy, so I feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm Janelle. Um, I guess one thing you should know about me is that right, I'm committing the cardinal sin of being black, and that's uh, being a black girl with no ass at all on my body. I don't have any bum, and that's been the only thing I've ever wanted for Christmas every single year. Never got it. And like I feel, I know it, it's such, like it doesn't matter to you guys, but it was such a huge deal to me. Like it's like Shakespearean level tragedy. Like if Shakespeare were alive today, that's the kind of thing he'd write soliloquies about, I'm pretty sure. And like all I ever wanted was just an ass on my body, never got it. All I had was, uh, like, we didn't have any dub commercials growing up, so, like, I had nothing to, like, teach me how to have confidence or self-esteem. All I had was Sir Mix-a-Lot. Remember him? Remember? Remember? The guy who had a compulsive love of butts and, and uh, had to tell everybody about it? That's all, all I had. And uh, I'm just like, fuck you, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Like, who even knighted you? I know. I know you and Queen Lizzie aren't that tight, so like, let's stop lying a bit. But yeah, um, it's been a huge like insecurity my whole life, and it, what made it even more confusing was growing up in the school system. Like all I heard was, you know, real women, real women have curves. And don't get me wrong, women with curves are totally beautiful, totally sexy, but I'm like, super totally selfish. So I was just like, oh man, all, like all my teachers just told me that like all it took to be a real woman was, you know, the double X chromosome thing, the having a vagina thing and bleeding out through it every month consistently since you're 13. I never knew that being a real woman was the same thing as being a Nintendo 64 and that I need some type of like ass expansion pack to play the games I wanna play and be who I wanna be in life. And all I wanna be is a black girl with a huge ass and play Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask with no problems. That's all I want in this world. I didn't know, I didn't know that being a real woman was the same shit as being Costco and that I need to offer certain items in bulk for people to wanna come inside me. I didn't know. <laughs> didn't know, it sucks. Um, but yeah, 2016 was a kind of like weird year for people, I guess, or that's what I've been hearing on, on the internet. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird one for me too. I saw like three psychics in a span of three weeks and I learned a lot of shit about myself. I learned that I have two ghosts in my house, so that's cool. Um, and then it just got me hooked to keep on going back to see like what else I could find. And um, I guess I just got sold on a lot of stuff. So um, at the advice of my psychics, I'm a newfound crystal lady. Um, I have rose quartz uh, for love, lapis lazuli for confidence, uh, tiger's eye for confidence, uh, turquoise for confidence. Um, and I think it's working a little bit. I think it is. But one thing people don't tell you about the crystal life is that, like, it's, it's, like, crystals are the new neck tattoo. Like, I feel like every time I walk outside and people see me wearing them, it's just like, you don't trust me with any sound judgment whatsoever, right? There's no way. Um, there's no way at all. Uh, but uh, one thing I have noticed about taking on like this new age kind of lifestyle is that my, U my YouTube suggested videos are ch changing. You guys know like the videos that YouTube recommends to you? So it used to be like Ja Rule and Ashanti and like World Star Hip Hop fights. Uh, 
But now um, it's like more informative stuff and stuff that I'm really learning, so I'm really excited about it. Uh, like one of them was, uh, did you guys know Paul Walker's death uh, was an Illuminati blood sacrifice? Yeah, there's that. So I feel, I feel super informed, super woke already. Super woke. Um, as you may have also noticed, I'm not sure, uh, I'm also black. And um, it's been like, it's, I want to say it's getting better for us. It's been a rough like couple of hundreds or so years for black people on the whole, but I feel like things are getting better. We have people like Beyonce to advocate for us. And yeah, one woo, wow, her fan base, wow. Really representing. But yeah, we have Beyonce out here representing for us. But I feel like, uh, I don't, I, I can't 100% jump on Beyonce's train. Now listen, um, Beyonce came out with a song this year called Formation, and uh, it was super empowering to black women like myself. But halfway through the song, she, uh, she kind of like, goes off the rails and just, uh, she has a line where she goes, when he fuck me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. And when I heard that, I'm just like, Beyonce, come on. Like, I've never identified with something so hard and then immediately not at all. I was like, Beyonce, like, I'm not, I'm not getting fucked good a lot. Like, come on, like, I can't relate to that. Also, like, Red Lobster, like, you know it's $21.99 for a seafood trio, like, Come on, like, I, I, I can't get down with that. Like, my, like, if I'm getting fucked good, I'm taking my guy to McDonald's, we're going through the drive-thru, getting double cheeseburger, small fries, comes up to $3.99 with tax, pay with the five, get change back because they got rid of the penny. That's my hustle. <laughs> Beyonce doesn't get it, though. Um, and also, uh, Beyonce, that, hey, you guys know what cultural appropriation is? Yeah. <laughs> One guy's like, yeah. <laughs> I wish it didn't. Okay, uh, so for those of you that don't know what it is, cultural appropriation is essentially a term for when, oh, I'm sorry, like 99% of you in here, uh, when white people um, take things from another culture and then pass it off as their own and then profit off of it. So I can't help but think that Beyonce herself is a culprit of cultural appropriation. Now listen, this doesn't leave this room at all because I'm super scared of the Illuminati, it's no joke. Okay, Beyonce in that same formation song has a line where she goes, okay, 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 ladies, now let's get in formation. I'm like, yo, Beyonce, I'm pretty sure you straight up culturally appropriated that line from my Italian neighbor, Giuseppe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but like, that's, that's his, that's, that's his shit, that's his. Every time I walk outside, okay, okay, ladies, that's his shit. And, but I feel like, it's so unfair, because like, if Giuseppe were to like, release a song, it wouldn't have the same critical acclaim as Beyonce. It wouldn't be top in the charts. Also, I feel like if it were his song, it would be something like more along the lines of like, okay, 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 ladies. Now, aren't you glad someone woke up at 5 a.m. to shovel your driveway? You walk outside, no se frega niente, not even a thank you, smooch. Like, thanks, Giuseppe. Time to get that 7 a.m. glass of wine inside. Let's go. Not a good look. Not a good look. But I, I think I have to go soon. But before I do, um, anyone in here in an interracial relationship at all? 
Sounds about right. Okay, well, if you leave with anything tonight, um, I just want you guys to know, and this is to all the white people, um, if you ever are considering of getting in an interracial relationship, just know that no matter how anxious you may feel about it, there's no way you're more anxious than the ethnic person in that relationship, hands down. Because uh, speaking from personal experience, my number one goal in life is to not be a sellout. Like I've worked so hard to be accepted by black people, I'm not about to give that up for some white dick. <laughs> Even though that's been the majority of what I've been getting recently. But um, I'm not about to give that up, but I was in an interracial relationship early this year, and it was actually an interracial long distance relationship, so fuck me, right? Uh, wasn't a good idea. And um, so my boyfriend actually lived in New York and I had to go visit him and I was so scared. I'm just like, oh my God, it's the concrete jungle. Like Alicia Keys told me, I'm not cut out for the jungle. So I'm there and we're walking through Central Park and I'm just like, oh, someone's gonna call me out and I'm not gonna be prepared for it, I just know it. And so we're walking through Central Park and there's a group of black dudes just chilling. And the best thing I can do to describe this group is you guys have also seen the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? The, um, you remember the couple of guys who were up to no good making trouble in the neighborhood? Those were these dudes right here in Central Park that in the flesh, wearing the little sunglasses. They could have been boys to men, I don't know. But, um, so they're grilling us, we're walking by, and one guy goes, yo, 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 yo. After like the seventh, yo, I'm like, I think he's trying to get our attention. So we turn around, and he goes, yo, bruh, what are you doing, bruh? Come on, what are you doing, bruh? And I'm like, oh man, like what do I say? Like, do I say like he's my Uber driver? Like I feel <laughs> we're progressive enough for that. So I'm like, oh. And before I could say anything, the guy just goes, This girl got a dope ass hat on, bro. You better fucking hold her hand, bruh. <laughs> Come on. So we're like, what? He's like, you better fucking hold her hand, bruh. And so my boyfriend takes my hand and we skip off merrily. And he goes, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. 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 So I'm like, oh my God, like, who, who, is, who is this guy? Like, who are these guys? And then it came to me, because like with my crystals and everything now, my third eye is opening. So I'm just like, oh my God, it has to be the reincarnated spirit of Malcolm X. Because who else would use fear and intimidation to promote love? It has to be him, come on, it has to be. And then later on that same day, uh, me and my boyfriend were in a chicken restaurant because I like to perpetuate stereotypes, I guess. And uh, we're eating our chicken and a black guy walks in and walks past everyone, beeline straight towards us and starts talking to us. And uh, he points to me and goes, is this you right here, man? Is this you? And uh, again, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. 
or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And before I could say no, uh, my boyfriend goes, oh yeah, buddy, that's my girl. And this man just starts shaking his head immediately, and he just goes... Y'all cute. And we're like, what? what? And he followed it up with the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my entire goddamn life, which was, can y'all spare some change? And I'm like, who is this man? And then it came to me, I'm like, oh my God, it has to be the reincarnated spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. Cause this man has a dream and it's not working out for him too well, unfortunately. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I'm Janelle Dennis. Janelle Dennis, Janelle Dennis from Toronto. Amazing, thank you Janelle. We're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll have a conversation with Janelle. Stick around. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Arrival, The Men Who Fell to Earth, Nocturnal Animals, Tampopo, Neruda, El, and The Eagle Huntress. And at the E-Bar on the 11th is Latin Fiesta Salsa Night with DJ Tarek, and on the 14th is DJ Justin Alexis. The Bookshelf is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street. For more info about The Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, accessibility, and to order books from their online store from anywhere in the world, please visit bookshelf.ca. On Long Night, and uh, we're here with comedian Janelle Dennis. Having another hand for Janelle. Well done. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Now, I, I don't want to pry, but since you brought these things up yourself, uh, how how's your uh, love life now? Uh, I'm single now. <laughs> oh, even after that magical moment with the guy? I know. Uh, <laughs> the psychic never told me that. Unfortunately. <laughs> That, how is the psychic stuff going? Are you actually going to psychics and learning things about the future? Because, by the way, Evan over here knows a lot about the future, right, Evan? I do, yeah. 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 <laughs> thanks, thanks for chipping in. That's great. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, is it really helping you, like, foresee, like, visioning? Is it, is it useful for you? It, it, it got me just really scared of everything. Uh, um, oh. The thing about the two ghosts in my house apparently is, is real. For a long time, I wasn't able to sleep in my room. I just couldn't sleep at all. And I didn't even say anything. And the psychic just said, is there something weird going on in your room? And I'm like, what, what the? And she's like, um, she's like yeah, uh, you have two ghosts in there. One of them, uh, your dad is with another woman. I think she tried to drop that on me as like some like surprising like bomb. But my dad's been married to like my stepmom for a while. So she's like, your dad's with another woman. But is your dad a ghost? Because <laughs> that's what uh, well, she was implying, right? He hasn't supported me <laughs> during oh. my childhood, so I guess kind of a ghost, little bit. Ghost dad. Ghost dad. Ghost dad, right. 
But yeah, um, apparently, so she told me that the two ghosts in my house, one of them was my stepmom's, a parent of my stepmom and a sibling of my dad. And I'm like, no, you're wrong on that. Like, that's not true. I would know if these people in my close family died. Yeah. And then I went home and I asked my mom, and she's like, wait, no, your stepmom's father died last year, and your dad had an estranged brother who lived in Jamaica who no one knew about who also died last year. Whoa. So the psychic was on? The psychic was right. So do you keep seeing the psychic once they prove themselves right in that? I can't afford it anymore. Oh. <laughs> but they seem to have the answers for your entire life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that just sounds like priceless information. Gonna, the psychic told me I was going to move before I knew I was moving. Oh. But maybe I'm just doing things now because the psychic is telling me. Maybe the psychic's like all in your head and manipulating you to do these things. You know, like a, maybe you're a, a puppet for the psychic now. Oh, man. I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the worst face for it, though. <laughs> now, are you from Toronto? Uh, yeah, I was born in Jamaica, but raised in Toronto. Raised in Toronto. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about that? Because you, you, you address it uh, a little bit in your set. You know, um, people looking at you in Toronto would have certain, uh, you know, assumptions about you, just the way the way you are. Uh, what was it like growing up as a comedian? Um, I, well, I grew up in Scarborough, uh, so it was, like, a little bit different over there. Like, there's... I'm very, like, as you can tell, a very anxious person um, and not super tough, but all my friends were. And so I was usually the people... the person holding people back from fights. And... And then I thought, like, I tried to be so hard for so long in high school, and then I grew up, and everyone's like, I'm grown up now, and now I have to try and grow up. When, when a weak person pretends to be hard, walk us through that. What are you doing <laughs> to pretend that you're harder than you are? Well, a lot of the same things I'm doing now, like affirmations and stuff, they're just a little bit more different. Right. Like... Right. They're not just... You were kind of yeah. fronting. You were, like, were like, kind of, like, pretending to be tough, but you were really... Did anyone ever call you on that, by the way? Did you ever get in trouble for pretending to be tough? Yeah, there's actually, um, there's a phrase, and I'm sorry, everybody in here, called whitewash. Like, I got called whitewash a right, lot right. in high school. But they're actually, um, one thing I've been practicing is, um, like, my mean mug. So I don't, you guys know what a mean mug is? Like, a mean mug. Yeah. Yeah, I do, know, I do know what a mean mug is. So, like, mug, yeah. <laughs> is this mine? It's, oh, the, it's the collective, you can have it. It says guest on it, so yeah, it's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> but my mean mug just always looks like I'm about to burst into tears. <laughs> well, that is frightening, yeah. if I might say. Yeah. The idea of just someone bursting into tears. Now you're in a rap collect, or rather, you're in a co comedy collective that has something to do with rapping. <laughs> is that right? Sorry, that came out wrong. What's it called? Running at the mouth? Yeah, I'm in a comedy rap group called Running comedy at the Mouth. Comedy rap. I knew it was something like um, that. Yeah. I know you guys probably wouldn't. You'd be like, that girl raps? No way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, most, I mostly sing on it, but I've been rapping a little bit. And we released our first album last year under Comedy Records. And uh, we just got a grant to do our second album. So we're recording that right now. And what, so is it a joke? Is it real hip hop? Or is it making fun of hip hop? It's, uh, it's kind of like a parody, but everything's like just, everything's really, everything's just about sex a lot. Um, Hypersexualized album. Um, like we, Two Live Crew? Remember yeah. them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> before your time, probably. It was before Anybody time. remember Two Live Crew? 
were older, but they were big when I was in high school because yeah. they swore a lot. Did you, did you ever hear them? No. Me so horny, fuck Martinez. <laughs> I'm just, these are song titles. <laughs> I'm not just stating feelings. Well, some right of the now. song titles off uh, our first album were uh, uh, Pussy Zombie, uh, Pussy fuck Boy. Z- P- Pussy Zombie? Yeah. Is that. Have you ever been haunted by a pussy zombie at your <laughs> house? Um, I wish, uh, but no. So do I. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's a song about a zombie who exclusively likes to eat pussy. Oh. Yeah. Someone cheered. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. we have another song called Titties on My Shoulder. It's about uh, short guys. Okay. Yeah. Titties on my shoulder. Right at the mouth. So you got the. You're working on the record, and it'll be out, uh, and, and people can uh, listen to it yeah. and act it out. No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. And big news, sad news. You're moving. You're oh, leaving yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I'm moving to New York City. Oh, that's it. Why though? You guys don't care. No, they do. They all. Everyone just fell yeah. in love with you, and now they're sad you're leaving. And yeah. you said you're single. They're desperate. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, no. But yeah, the psychic told me that I was gonna move. Okay, I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little. Are you sure? Is your psychic a guidance counselor by chance? <laughs> like I just. I don't know what's happening. Mariah Carey impressions. <laughs> no. Why are you going to New York? Uh, I'm actually. I'm doing my master's at NYU. What? That yeah. sounds important. <laughs> that's exciting. That's gonna be great. Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, New York is. That's I'm super a, excited, but like. I like eating and like living in a home, um, which oh, I'm scared right. I won't be able to do there because it's so expensive. Are you going to live in like a dorm or something? Uh, no, I'm going to live in an apartment, but I don't know if I'll be able to afford to eat. Right. I'm sorry to hear that. That sounds no. bad. <laughs> it's a bad situation. Oh, before I let you go, I mentioned that the theme of the show tonight is conspiracies. Mm. Do you believe in any particular conspiracies? Do any interest you? I do. Um, I was huge on JFK conspiracy theories. Me too. Yeah, huge. Um, but one thing that okay, here's a conspiracy theory I can't get with um, the whole kind of um, alternate timelines. Like there was the thing how p- some people remember the Berenstain Bears as being spelt with as like E I. No, it was always Berenstain. Because I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. whoa, yeah. what happened? Oh, yeah, and this... What? Yeah. What happened? You made the applause lady give everyone the finger. <laughs> she is supposed to only spread joy <laughs> to the audience, but something happened and I missed it. Okay. We're getting Scarborough after this. I'm going to hold her back. From okay. But no, also, also um, the Sinbad. Have you guys heard the Sinbad conspiracy theory? How... Do you, okay, do you guys remember Sinbad being in a movie where he was a genie? Yeah, yeah. Called Shazam? Yeah, yeah. Okay, apparently this movie doesn't exist at all. And we're just, it's a, either we are misremembering it or there's an alternate time. No, it does. They're saying that it's Shaq, but I remember they're being both. We are getting conflicting information on stage about something I don't care about. And <laughs> so I think we're going to move on, but that's interesting. I, um... Thank you for bringing that up. We'll, we'll all Google it later, right? Or Wikipedia it or something? Yeah. No? Okay, yeah. that's fine. We'll, we'll study later. Anyway, people can follow you on Twitter, right? Yeah. Is that the best place? Janelle Dennis? Janelle Dennis. Janelle with an H. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> or run in mouth uh, if you want to listen to our songs or and make my parents feel proud of my life choices. That's yeah. great. That's a good place to go to. People running at the mouth. That's yeah. great. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, a chat with filmmaker Mitch Fillion. One more time for Janelle Dennis, everyone. Thank you, Janelle. Just a reminder that if you would like to sponsor the Creative Control podcast or simply make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going, visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash creative control. That's creative with a K, control with a K. Visit that page, patreon.com slash creative control, and make a donation or send me a note if you'd like to sponsor the show on a regular basis. We could sponsor it for four months, three months, two days, whatever you like. Just give me a shout and we can work something out. I'd love to mention you and your product or just you on the show. So consider that patreon.com slash creative control. Hey, we're back on Long Night. How's everybody doing out there? You guys having a good time? Thank you so much for making time for us tonight. And we've had, we have great guests. Thanks to all the guests. You guys have been great. Great guests, I might say. Really wonderful guests. Thanks, Vish. That's good. It's nice to have you. Uh, I, I want to mention that we're filming episodes of The Long Night Show for a new, this is serious, a new Bell Media TV production later this month. Can you believe the crap they'll put on TV? Unbelievable. Yeah, we're doing two 30-minute episodes a night on the evenings of Monday, January 30th, Tuesday, January 31st, and Wednesday, February 1st. I think they're going to begin around 8 p.m. or so. They're all in the basement of the Great Hall in the newly named Longboat Hall, the old black box. It's called Longboat Hall. And uh, guests are going to be announced soon. We're working on some exciting stuff. So please follow me on Twitter, at Vishkana and at Vishcreative, for more information about all that. All right, our next guest is an acclaimed filmmaker and the man behind the Southern Souls music video series. In 2016, he made and posted three feature films, including an intriguing one about the Beatles called Who Is This Now? Please say hello to Mitch Fillion. Hi, Mitch. How's it going? Good, nice to have you here. Thanks. I'm, re I'm realizing this is a comedy show and that you might have just brought me on here to make fun of my beliefs. No. <laughs> no. It's a good, I don't believe in the theory after, you know, after. Well, they don't even them. know what we're talking about yet. That's just true. settle down, Mitch. Holy cow. It's very Got defensive. Got me a bit nervous here. Very defensive from the beginning. I invited you here because I love your film and I am a Beatles fan and I, I know everyone mostly here likes the Beatles probably, right? Panel? Janelle, are you a Beatles fan? Yeah, uh, Janelle my, likes the Beatles? You my brother doesn't like the Beatles. Do you hate them, Evan? They're okay. They're all right. It's a couple good songs. I, like, you know. I wasn't even a big Beatles fan before I started this project. Right. And, th and then going down the rabbit hole just got me. All right, well, let's just dive right into it. Wait, this is, is, a, is he this in the Beatles? What? He's not in the Beatles, Evan. You're not insulting him. Jesus. <laughs> now, I wanted to talk about lots of different stuff with you because it's nice to have you here and you've been very prolific, but we're kind of short on time. So let's get right into... Who is this now? What sure. is this movie? What is it about? Explain it to people so uh, that we can judge you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this theory that the real Paul McCartney died in a car crash in uh, 
September of 1966 on a rainy night. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, crazed Beatle fans out there that believe he was replaced by uh, a man named Bill Shepard or Billy Shears, and that uh, from Sergeant Pepper onward, um, that's the new guy and that he's replaced. So. Right. So what my understanding is the the hoax or the rumor, it was a rumor. It was a legitimate rumor. Where did it first appear? Do you remember? It first appeared in the Beatle magazine and. February of 1967. Like in the fan club? Yeah, yeah, it's a like false rumor because um, some Moroccan student had crashed the real Paul's uh, Mini Cooper and it was a highly customized Mini Cooper so everyone just figured Paul was driving and that he died and so just a random Moroccan student yeah. is driving oh yeah they were they were on their way to a party at Mick Jagger's this is a true story and I guess uh, Paul just hopped in Mick Jagger's car and then this kid just drove McCarthy's oh. to the party okay yeah. so the the kid crashes the car uh, it's mentioned in the Beatles fan club thing but then people start to take it seriously it circulates well, it wasn't until the the Russ Gibb radio show in like 1969 is when it all blew up some university student called in and laid oh. out all the clues cuz he you know saw the barefooted Paul on the cover of Abbey Road and right there, he's the dead man there are, there are supposedly clues left by the real surviving Beatles throughout the lyrics and liner notes and and album art that indicate, that sort of reference the fact that Paul probably died. And so, yeah, I think they were even playing into the fact that, because this, you know, they knew about this rumor, so I think it was just started off as a cool idea for a concept album and then just got out of control. Okay, so how did you get involved in this crazed story? Like, you, you became immersed <laughs> in the whole thing. Yeah, well, I, I was making um, my Alien documentary, Calling Occupants, and yes. just as we were wrapping up uh, shooting for that... Um, I should probably follow up... By asking you simply, what is your alien documentary? Oh, you haven't seen that one? <laughs> I haven't watched it yet because I was so uh, intrigued by this thing, but what? Okay, so <laughs> uh, me and a group of friends are trying to make human-initiated contact with aliens through higher, uh-huh. higher consciousness and meditation. Uh-huh. You guys can laugh. Go ahead. No one's, <laughs> no, no one's, no one's laughing at you. And then, uh, and then we end up interviewing all the top UFO researchers in the world, like Paul Hellyer, the, the former Minister of Defense. He's like 92 years old now and still going strong, talking okay. about Roswell. And So uh, you yeah. do you, you believe in aliens? You believe in UFOs? Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you totally. Like, mm-hmm. No doubt 100%. in your mind. Yeah. yeah. You, is there evidence of that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just in the high-ranking government officials that have come out on record, there's military documents that have been disclosed. And right. Through, and through my own experience, too, at the end of the film, we actually... Think we made contact. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, Janelle here uh, believes in ghosts. Oh. They're haunting her apartment, right? Janelle, is that right? You yeah. believe in ghosts? And lizard people. And lizard people, right. Well, so, Paul Hellyer believes in lizard aliens, yeah. So. Wow. I didn't know this was going to happen. I really didn't. But anybody here, do you believe in ghosts or aliens? Evan, Jordy? I wouldn't. Nick? I don't believe in ghosts, though. Oh, you don't, you don't believe in ghosts. Sorry. What was I thinking? Of course you don't believe in ghosts. Why would you believe in ghosts? That would be nuts. Silly. Okay. Anybody? Anybody else believe in this stuff? Mick, I'm curious about you the, the most because you borrowed uh, a suit. I think. Well, when I was in high school, I sort of thought that John Lennon was a time traveler following me around. <laughs> How do you sort of believe that? By the way, you weren't all in on it. It was just like a lingering feeling in your brain. Well, like. I had a very strange thing happen when I was like listening to the Beatles when I got into them in high school. 
One day I went to the store and bought a magical mystery tour. So when I was uh, uh, buying the album, I was with my little brother, whose name is Nick. Right. Uh, or I should say his full name is like Nicola. So Nicola, I was with him and I told him that I am the walrus, because that's on the album. And then he immediately tells me, looks me right in the eye and says, no, you're not. Then when I get home and I open up the CD, I start listening to it and read the liner notes. This is what was on it. It's, so just read that, Mick. It says, just... uh, I am the walrus, written by Lennon McCartney. Then in handwriting, it says, no, you're not. Then typed, said little Nicola. Is this, so this was, an, you, had, you hadn't unsealed the CD. This was in the record. That was in the record, yeah. Is this Mitch? Yeah, that's real. So, okay. So I told like my friends in high school, and they said, it just makes sense that John Lennon's following you around and wrote this back in time as a warning of something. Mitch, what there, do you make of uh, well, our patients? Well, there uh, is a lookalike named Mark Stacier who was in. There was a there was a film about John Lennon um, where he played him in the film. Uh huh. And some people actually believe it's the real John Lennon as Mark Stacier. Like he he faked his own death and he's been living as this because this guy owns like all this crazy memorabilia, right. like all the some of the their gold records and stuff. It's just just some guy on a farm. Like how does he have all this? When you say some people believe this, do you mean no, you and no, your no. friends? I don't believe this. I have a friend who's still the guy that told me about the conspiracy. He's still 100. percent I can't shake his. You gotta admit this is a crazy story. The mixed story. I mean, scary. Yeah, I didn't. I totally forgot about this until I watched your documentary. Then they're going through it. I'm like, oh, oh wait, mm-hmm. this happened. And now I'm thinking about it again. That's really weird. It yeah. is. That's really odd. And I'll yeah. have to go. I didn't. I haven't checked. Does anyone know this record? You guys. I gotta check this. You're you're verifying that this is a real thing. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Before, oh my yeah. god. Okay, that's weird. And the the walrus clue kind of unlocked the whole mystery for me. I, I don't know if I should give it away. You'll just have to watch the movie. Well, but. can we go to a clip from your film? Because you, but I I don't I know you feel put upon here. No no. no. We're not making fun of you. <laughs> I th- this film's amazing because you beyond anyway. Let's go to a clip. If I still I'll, believed it, I'd be a little upset at the. Let's laughter. let's go to the the clip and and let people see this thing. Who else do we have on the cover? Oh, yeah, so you have Carl Jung, whose uh, foundation was allegedly linked to mind control and cult activities. And he also lectured at the Children of the Sun Center, which was a learning center for Illuminati offspring, and Huxley was a member. This center would go on to run the CIA MKUltra drug program, right? Like, it, there's all these ties with Tavistock and, and mind control. Okay, um, and then... There also seems to be, I would say, more than just a passing interest in kind of these secret societies. Um, there's 12 Freemasons on the cover. Well, known Freemasons, right? There could be others that, were, that okay, we don't yeah. know of. Yeah. But um, Aleister Crowley, H.G. Wells, and Karl Marx were, um, were all 33rd degree Masons. So they were like that high upper, rank. Upper That's upper like the yeah. highest rank of Freemason. Okay. Huxley, Wells, and Crowley were also members of the Order of the Temple of the East, another secret organization. So, it's not coincidence that we have all these people in secret societies, right? No. Um, and then so. let me pull up the uh, album cover here. So yeah, I think it's very curious that um, Shirley Temple is on the cover three times. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, what is the significance? What what did she do in her past or whatever, right? And I think she married a CIA director later in life, but I don't think that's why the Beatles had her on there. I think it, it's kind of some clever wordplay with her last name, Temple. 
Um, but before I get into that, I'll explain some other wordplay um, with Sonny Liston on the left here and Diana Doors on the right. They're kind of framing this whole group of people, right? So yeah, if you look at the Freemason imagery, um, they always have two pillars. The one on the left always has the sun above it, and the one on the right has the moon. Um, so you have Sonny Liston on the left representing the sun pillar, and there's usually an S engraved in the bottom of the pillar too, which stands for strength. Sonny Liston was a boxer, so... He's representing strength. And then on the right, uh, you have the moon, and there is a B engraved in, in that pillar, which stands for beauty. And then you have this beautiful actress. And her first name, Diana, in um, Roman mythology, was the goddess of the moon. So. Okay, I can see that. so the Shirley Temple thing, I think it has more to do with her last name, Temple. Like, it's crazy how in-depth this thing is. I, I don't even know if the Beatles had time to orchestrate this whole thing themselves. It could have been... Um, some of the people that were behind it, like Peter Blake, the artist, or uh, I think the other guy's name is Robert Frazier. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, there is clearly an interest in these secret societies and uh, all this stuff, right? So Shirley Temple standing beside Diana Doors, you could say that that's the Temple Doors, because hiding behind them is this kind of Freemason character, right? So it's like the Temple Doors lead to this hidden knowledge of Freemasonry or something. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So, wow, that's yeah. So one of the things that really sticks out to me about your film, Beyond the Content, is like you've made it as a sort of documentary. It's like yeah, a, it's like a disguised documentary. It kind of reminds me of a Kubrick film. Uh, the pacing and the sh- yeah, the sh- the shots. It's very creepy. It's very compelling, and yes. and I mean you. Are presenting, we're presenting you as something of a conspiracy theorist, but do you actually believe, I mean, I don't want to give away the film, do you believe that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced by a doppelganger? No, I don't. I think there's uh, potential for um, maybe they had doubles. Like, I, I know, like, politicians have, have had doubles throughout history. Um, so just maybe for certain press shoots they you, you know he might they might have had a stand in right um i think john actually had one too possibly but, but i mean the, the the thing the clip you just showed in the mid 60s the beatles were the, were the most popular band in the world yeah. and they began to do everything they could to undermine that a little bit they stopped touring their music got more weird yeah. they seemed to be embracing darker stuff like that's from that all that adult the huxley stuff that's from uh sergeant pepper mm-hmm. which is this consider this love a you know, record about love and joy in some level but it's very dark mm-hmm, it's definitely. very strange yeah. yeah so the beatles were fucking with everyone yeah is the moral of the story yeah for sure and, and i think i think a lot of people are misinterpreting a lot of the paul is dead clues as just paul kind of wanting to step into the limelight because john was kind of known as the avant-garde you know artsy beetle and whereas paul was the one hanging out with william burroughs and friends with like the indica gallery crowd so i think a lot of them a lot of these Paul's dead clues are just them kind of misinterpreting, like, like you know, he turns his back on the yeah, co- on the yeah. cover. That's just him being artsy and weird, and like, I want to be the new band leader and stand out, and so yeah. Now, has the Beatles camp had anything to do with your film? Are they aware of it? No, but some of the Paul is dead, uh, some of the some of the Paul's dead community think that I was paid off for the end of the film to <laughs> to say that he's still alive. So they actually believe that like There's I was cons- contacted because it happens pretty abruptly that I changed my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's weird actually. Yeah. I guess we gave away the movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert, sorry. But 
that's odd that the conspiracy theorists have now taken your film about conspiracy theorists as itself some kind of conspiracy. Yeah, another thing, I have this um, anchor tattoo on the back of my neck, and I guess in one of the shots you can kind of see just the top of it, and some guy on YouTube is like, and he has like a satanic tattoo like on his back, and just all these claims, it's pretty hilarious. Is it frightening to put yourself out here as one of these people? You know, like a, a truther, a Paul, uh, Paul is know. dead truther? No. You're not frightened? No. Well, near-death films, right? That's my... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So, are you, if I get killed, then you'll know who did it. So you believe in aliens. Are you suspicious of the world generally? Oh, yeah. 9-11 is another big one for me. Oh, no. I don't want to get into that. That's what? heavy. <laughs> not for a comedy show. Okay. It's not really a comedy show. <laughs> As you can tell by the lack of laughter. Um... <laughs> No, I okay. So you are suspicious of everyone and everything, because you want to. You know, I, we're Facebook friends, and every once in a while, you'll go on a little thing about health. Oh yeah. About how we should be healthy, and how you 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 claim you have secrets that have not secrets, but you've posted them, ways to combat. <laughs> well, you have methods to fight cancer that are off oh, the yeah. book. No one wants to hear them though. Well, who I doesn't mean, I, want to I hear have them? to make a documentary. That I feel like that's the best kind of outlet for that sort of thing. But if you just try and. Why? Why do you suppose that the? Because you, as you, I, I've had fr friends like delete me off Facebook or just like send me hate mail when I'm just like, my, I cured my mom's cancer. I got rid of cysts on my body. And that's and, true, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's following a diet, nutrition, these kinds of things. Yeah, and iodine is a big thing too for right. cancer. Yeah, breast cancer. So why are we so afraid of your truth? I don't why, know because why? you have to give up eating pizza. And huh. Is that what it is? It's too hard to be. I think so. Yeah, and and it's scary too, right? To like have to face a lot of these things, and even even the whole alien. Uh, yeah. You know, they've created this whole kind of fear mongering campaign with all Independence Day and everything. So yeah. it's it's you know it's scary for sure. Just a quick question for the panel members on stage: Is anyone here afraid of Mitch? You do kind of look a little bit like Paul McCartney. Like, yeah. Young Paul. What reincarnated. Yeah. Well, he does kind of. I never yeah, thought of that. Right? Wow. Okay, we have to move on. I want to wrap up the show. What? So you, you did three films this year. Yep. And you put them out yourself? Yeah, there are uh, two of them are available to watch. Neardeathfilms.com. Why only two? Uh, the first one's a bit crazy. <laughs> the first one's a bit crazy. What? What one is that one? Uh, it's called From Uneasy Dreams. Right. And, um, yeah, just some of the people involved. Like, we, it, you know, all my films involve real conversations and yeah. real, real moments. And um, it involves a lot of salvia. I don't know if some of you know that. that tr <laughs> it's illegal now in Toronto, but it was legal at the time. When I we don't know what film. that is. What is that? It's like uh, just a plant that you smoke and go to another dimension, pretty much. <laughs> okay, I probably should look into that. Do you have any on you now? No, no, fresh out. Okay, all right. So you did, a f and then you pulled that movie down because it was. Yeah, the trailer's weird. up. You can check out the trailer. I thought your Beatles movie kept getting taken down. Um, because I, I, you know, people put Beatles covers on YouTube, and they're always fine. Um, but I guess when you use covers within the context of a film, even if it's free on YouTube, that's a big. No oh, so that's why. You so I, I'm actually allowed to use actual Beatles songs in the film if I'm analyzing them, like. Oh, which you are. Yeah, so I was able to keep those, and then we just used a bunch of Mike O'Neill songs and Brent oh, nice. Randall, other Beatles-esque stuff. Right, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like well, it better now, actually, the new It's episode. a great film. It's called uh, Who Is This Now? And people can still watch it online, right? Yep. 
uh, by going to neardeathfilms.com. Yeah, it's on Vimeo, too, if you and do Vimeo. search for What is next for you? You're a busy guy. Yeah, I just get back to Southern Soul stuff, because I spent a lot of money making these films just out of pocket. Yeah. Which, not a lot of money for, you know, the typical feature film. I think I spent about 12 grand for, all, have, for all three. Have, you don't have to brag about the money. <laughs> That's weird. But the, who is this now is just $500. That's all it cost me. Oh, wow. Well, okay, good for you. You Just had to make it, you know. So. And what Southern Soul stuff is... Does anyone know Southern Souls, by the way? It's a really magical site. It's How long have you been doing that thing? Uh, since the summer of 2009. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're very artistic musical performances, basically, right? You're capturing them in very unique uh, at, uh, environments and things yeah, like yeah. that. So it's you've fun. got some more coming up. Yeah, that's all I do. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Was this okay for you? Was it fun totally, to talk yeah. about this? Because I, I think, I think good. part of the reason I wanted you on is because you felt that people weren't engaging you on these topics. That's true. And that's, do you feel like uh, <laughs> engaged? Do you yeah, feel yeah, like definitely. I did a good job? Of, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't making Thanks fun. I'm, no, I was totally joking. Okay, about all right. So again, you can follow Mitch on Twitter, at Southern Souls. Is that the best place? Yeah. Okay, how about a hand for Mitch Fillion? <laughs> Amazing. All right, we're out of time. We're probably over time. It's been a bit chaotic tonight, but we are out of time. Please come out. To our next tapings on January 30th, 31st, and February 1st at the Great Hall. And then again at Long Winter on February 4th. Next month we're at the Theater Center, which is going to be really exciting. And you can follow uh, me on Twitter, at Vishkana, at Vish Creative, and follow the festival at Long Winter TO. How about a round of applause for Janelle Dennis, Evan and Jordy Gordon, Mick Mamilla, The Bicycles. Thanks to everyone for being here on the show and for watching at home. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.